0: Collecting data and not knowing if you use it or not is another topic. But if you have the data and then maybe in the future to come, you have the profile and the system to analyze it, to use it, to combine it, then you at least have already started to collecting it. And that gives you a main advantage in front of your competitors.
1: Hello and welcome to the EcomOps Podcast. Hello and welcome to another EconOps Podcast. Today I'm talking to Ralf from ShopGate. Hey Ralf, great to meet you.
0: Hey, great meeting you too. Pleasure Isn't being
1: so, here. So, yeah, great to have you. It's so uh, uh, curious. because uh, Ralf is from Germany. I'm from Austria and actually we could talk in German language. But um, yeah, as the
0: podcast listeners are from around the world, nothing to do but talking in English. Right. We, we, we fake our, our natural language into another yes. one. Yes, <laughs> let's fake it a bit. Arif,
1: it would be great to have you here. Um, tell me a bit about yourself. How did you get into e-commerce?
0: Happy to do so. And again, as I said, pleasure joining your podcast. Um, I think I've been a, around the e-commerce ecosystem, I would say, for the last 15, 20 years. Currently, as the CEO of ShopGate, which we I guess we'll refer to later a bit more in detail, um, but the, the stages before I joined ShopGate were also around web analytics, digital intelligence, e-commerce, digital transformation. So different topics around sales management um, and marketing topics. Always interesting. And I think it never gets boring because we still get it going every year bit by bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially during Corona, uh, we've, we've seen a lot of new stores popping up uh, each each and everywhere. Um Data, data, data points, numbers—everything uh, you, you focus around is numbers in your
0: uh, e-commerce um, area. Yeah, let's say the, the the main intention that we have at Shop is definitely helping the brick and mortar stores really improving the shopping experience for their clients. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the main the main goal and the main advantage and the main benefit that those customers get when when using Shop uh, Shopgate solutions. Mm-hmm. Of course, we really want to make sure that. It's an easy-to-use system uh, because normally you could say, well, it's, it's another system, it's a new login, it's a new way of, of getting to know a dashboard. And, of course, we're trying to avoid this because we really want to make sure it's integrated in those solutions. And we're combining the online and the offline world for the, for the retail. That's great. Well, um, I know ShopGate. Of
1: course, I'm in e-commerce as well since 15 years now. But uh, so ShopGate is something that I've seen pretty often. Uh, But could you explain a bit what ShopGate actually is and does?
0: Yeah, ShopGate is at the market since 2009. That's uh, when we were founded. And we, in the beginning focused on Mm. a digital platform and that's where siri kicks in on my computer sorry (laughs) Uh, we've been focusing on uh, mobile shopping apps that's the the main intention and we want to make sure that shopping apps in general are really frequently used and can help as an additional channel to push the Mm. e-commerce since roughly one and a half years in technology and i would say roughly since a year in the public outside world we also are focusing and communicating our omnichannel solution mm-hmm. and we really want to make sure as i said to combine the expertise of the last 12 years and combine that with helping brick and mortar stores helping the retail especially in germany but also in the german-speaking region uh, to push things forward we also have an office in the us uh, so we also are internationally moving wow that's great um your
1: um retail solution um i mean retail.red i think it's uh, the domain um what, what is it about is it it's an omni-channel solution but what do you understand
0: under omni-channel Good question. I think if we have 3 people in the room you might have four definitions of four yes. is. This is why I want it. <laughs> right. That's, starting historically you could say there was a single point of truth or single channel then there was multi-channel and then there's omni-channel um, or maybe in the future there might be multi-experience because it's also based on on um, voice and other other topics. But for us omni-channel really is combining the sales opportunities and sales channels. And then especially for the methodology of online and methodology of offline. So mm-hmm. the user, meaning the, the, um, the retailer or the, the brick-and-mortar store owner, should really understand how to benefit from the different channels in communicating offers, in providing services, in adjusting maybe pricing models on different channels so that the end user, the, the, the shopper, really has the full option and full, let's say, guaranteed ecosystem uh, to use every channel that the person wants. Awesome. So, how can I um, imagine to use the software? I am a shop owner.
1: I register for your service. I upload my products, or I connect my existing web shop or my POS. What 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 is this this way that I
0: come even to your software? What what do I need to um, understand, have, or do? It's it's more or less all of what you just mentioned can be done. Of it, so it's yeah, really okay. Uh, there's, of course, integrations, there's um, there's open API structure for all of the data to uh, to receive and data to send, because we don't want to have data silos, we want to have a combined data logic. Um, and whenever, when you're a shop owner, you would use our system to make sure you enrich certain services and certain channels to make sure that um, you guarantee an additional benefit in revenue. Mm-hmm. Normally, you are a shop owner you have let's say only one store or you might have 200 or 300 stores depending on, on your size and you might already have an e-commerce shop hopefully so and mm-hmm. hopefully so there's also traffic on the on the shop and it's not just a nice to have option you have a digital thinking around your business and if that's the case and there's a lot of traffic on your on your shop you would also want to add additional services to the shopper so mm-hmm. you can either buy in store or currently, you can only do e-commerce, meaning you get delivered to your home, which is, of course, convenient. But if you want to have a more sustainable business or if you want to avoid certain shipping costs as the as the shopper, as the consumer, then you can, of course, also link your systems to click and reserve, click and collect, or as it's called in, in the US, BOPIS and ROPIS, a functionality in Logic. And you add additional channels to get in contact with your store and with your brand. Uh, and that way, you can enrich the revenue per client you can add certain topics to the shopping basket and that way you have higher customer satisfaction more channels to address and therefore also additional revenue in your whole uh, retail store awesome that's great um you have over 20 years of experience in digital
1: marketing so this is really insane uh, what experience has been the most instrumental for you in your career
0: well, so funnily enough, I started after my studies of economics. I started at Panasonic, which was uh, mm-hmm. in, in, if I look back at the, at the career, the biggest company I've ever worked at. Um, and, uh, funnily, that was, I think in the year 1999 or 2000, um, it was really, counting the page impressions so uh, trying to understand historically and statistically uh, how my last month compared to the month before has been performing in terms of just general traffic and volume Um, so there was a start in the basics and of course from then on it was it was really still is a long learning curve and ideally it's a hockey stick mentality also in in the learning mentality Um, but I think one of the most important things is And that's not a secret, but the software is only as good as the people behind or or using the software. So you can have the the nicest shop around the corner. You can have the most experienced um, account managers or or store owners or store managers. But if they don't understand and use the system or the solution wisely, and are not willing to combine it with the physical world, then it's just the software and it's just a solution. So you need a brain and a solution to make sure it's happening. (laughs) <laughs> Got it fully agree um,
1: that that's absolutely that what 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 a lot of people do not um, consider that that it's not just software it's always the people behind the software using it yeah? Sure. Yeah. Um, Many people in e-commerce say that um, it's all about uh, digital channels yeah? um, in your opinion, what is e-commerce
0: all about? I think it's not only about the digital channels. They are also just a vehicle of, of making sure you can add additional revenue. I think in general, it's it's the combination of smart worlds. Um, and that means that, as I said, the solution has to fit the the market needs. So, so the solution also has to fit the requirements of the certain shopper. So for example, the, the growing generations, Generation Y, Generation Z, and the, the upcoming generations after that, they have a totally different shopping behavior than I have as in the age of 45 with a, with a totally different experience of, of e-commerce and how I got into the, the e-commerce world as a, as a as an owner or as a shopper. Um, they, the younger generation wants to be way more sustainable than we would maybe have thought of. Uh, and they also want to make sure they can use local and regional staff stores or products or brands so that mm-hmm. the shopping behavior is really more on a, on a smart and, and, uh, and serious way of, of interacting with the products. And there's even studies that I read that there's kind of shaming about shopping at Amazon already. So you might oh, get okay. you might get kind of uh, dissed if you use Amazon, although it's, of course, a smart system and everything is happening in there. Um, but since I have been an Amazon user and shopper quite frequently, the generation and the logic changes behind. So look at the local stuff, look at, let's say, more... A reasonable way of shopping and not only use the cheapest and the um, the best performing ranked product which comes from maybe overseas but really make sure you are a smart shopper.
1: That's really interesting uh, what you said about Amazon because um, when we were young um, I'm 42 <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're nearly the same age. Uh, yeah. It was uh, when you went to Aldi. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's the same experience. It was cheap and good when you go to Aldi or in, in Austria's Um it's 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 the same you go there really. <laughs> and uh that's that's really interesting that the younger people have their new um yeah, their new marketplace Amazon which is online and they and they, uh, they friction with that a bit. This is very are right. interesting. Uh what advice do you have for people in e-commerce um for for taking uh, customers needs and behaviors into account. So
0: where should they start? I think they should, as I said, start to, to think about combination of different touch points. I mean, there's, of course, touch points by definition. If you use the word, at least in Germany, you directly think about digital touch points. But it's all the touch points in the world. And it can be still billboards if somewhere relevant or needed. But definitely, it's, it's the store where you have a shopping experience. And depending on the product, of course, um, with this combination of a new shopping behavior, the, the store will never die. Course, there are people around there digitally thinking saying the store will die and the pedestrian zone will be totally obsolete i i 100 doubt that because i think it's about the prioritization of every mayor of every city to make sure it's an attractive city of course if you combine a typical pedestrian zone around the world and always add the same brands one after the other h&m and zara and german telecom for example and you don't know in which city you are if you look around then you definitely have done something wrong as a mayor or as a a, uh, citizen developer. Um, But if you really are able to combine certain logics and uh, try to put yourself really into the focus of the shopper and maybe the one one who just wants to combine shopping experience, some uh, meeting your friends, having a coffee, things that are really kind of logical, uh, and if you combine it in a smart way, you will still see a a huge boom on on stores and interaction with uh, customers, and with uh, the personnel who really is willing to to do consulting with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, really interesting. Because I I also think that that physical stores um, will not just disappear. They they will be there um, and around um, for for ages. Well, I've seen statistics that said in 2040, um, we will have 95% of all purchases in a digital way. When you hear this, uh, I mean... What, what do you think about that? What what, what could that
0: mean? Yeah, let, let's say we. I think we would need to define purchase in a digital way. What that yeah. exactly means? I think 100% will be purchased with a digital assistant, and that could yeah. be analyzing on Google if that's the right product, you know, or or being on a on a comparison portal or whatsoever. Um, but I think really making sure that they have a smart understanding of people how to approach a certain functionality a certain product lineup that you're looking for and then adding that to a information loaded base or portal that's i think really the the key to the success so if you if you avoid thinking in channels and I know it's called omni channel but if you avoid thinking in channels and if you really focus on the shopping behavior and the experience so the customer journey still is a very important key here then you're good to go and you're good to really over exceed the satisfaction of your customers because they would expect less and if they get more with your brand then they're more than happy to follow you maybe even less price sensitive than others Mm -hmm. okay
1: um i've seen you of you're also an author so um you you did one of the german best-selling digital intelligence books future digital business um what would you say is the main takeaway um of this book
0: it's it's a couple of years ago to be honest norbert um, but it was it was a um, since back then it was less known that digital intelligence web analytics and uh, customer relationship management should somehow be combined again it's about uh, um, let's say breaking down the silos um, and i had the pleasure to work with different authors uh, as kind of guest authorship in that book and i think the main takeaway was if you don't analyze, if you don't measure, you're definitely going to die. Maybe that's that could be a headline. So yeah. you can't just walk around and try and hope. Of course, trying is, is relevant, but you shouldn't hope and you shouldn't assume. You should be really able to analyze. And that means at first collecting data and not knowing if you use it or not is another topic. But if you have the data and then maybe in, a, in the future to come, you have the, the profile and the uh, and the system to analyze it, to use it, to combine it then you at least have already started to collecting it. Uh, and that gives you an, a main advantage in front of your competitors.
1: Yeah. And this is a really great topic because how much more difficult has it been gotten since we have
0: the GDPR? Well, <laughs> uh, i think massively more more uh, complex and i think uh, the whole us uh, country is hasn't stopped smiling since then because yeah. it, it just gives them the main advantage uh, to come and i think we are as typical european especially maybe in germany but paranoid about data privacy and data policy um it didn't help the e-commerce it didn't have the digital way of of getting forward uh, i know yeah. and understand all the the structure behind um but in terms of International competition—it's definitely something that we have lost ourselves. Yeah, I also think so. So, uh, the,
1: the GDPR is important. Yeah, um, absolutely. We, we needed something like this. But as long as we only have it here in Europe, um, I think it's—it's it's really uh, uh, that the the, the the marketing possibilities really went down against our competitors. And someone from Asia or from the US—they simply. Do not need to care about that and that's uh Ooh. that's a real benefit uh, yeah um let's talk a bit about automations um how important do you see uh automations in e-commerce
0: i would say as automated as possible should always be also one of the the addressed um focus that you have in in the general approach so if it's the combination of 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 systems or if it's the logic of adding and collecting data and maybe turning that into artificial intelligence in the end machine learning and and the other parts of the of the new idea of science are also just in terms of automating stuff. So um, whenever you have the chance to get rid of human interaction in the digital world, you definitely should do that and should use that. Because the in the end the machines, I guess, will be smarter or sometimes are already even already now smarter. Um, and then just get your head around as a human being on the more relevant parts of of leadership of soft skills, of trying to, to form a group, to form a team, or being in around the creativity world. But I think mm. that's maybe really future-oriented um, stuff that we're discussing. But I'm, I'm definitely sure it's, it's moving that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, um, if you would be able to give three um, tips to e-commerce store owners that will help them
0: uh, grow their revenue, what would those tips look like? I think it would definitely be usability. So make sure that your shop has been tested and and proven and kind of certified by different target groups as much as you can. Um, you should not think from your perspective. You should always think from the perspective of the buyer of the of the website visitor would be kind of the the second advice already. Because how
1: how should I do that? Sorry to interrupt you. How should I do that? So if if I don't have, um, I'm starting my shop now. I, I build it using. Don't know Shopify, WordPress, WooCommerce, WooCommerce, or Magento, or anything like that. So I built my store. I'm, I'm a newbie. Um, how do I ask the customer, "Is this right what I'm doing?"
0: Yeah, let's say you could, of course, use the the maybe even before you open the 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 e-commerce shop, of course, by research and by studies, and really trying to in a positive way copy the market leaders. I think you and I never have a really positive. Um, experience when we go through the, the shopping basket scenario at Amazon, but it's it's the one that works the best and it's really yeah. something you should orientate for. It's, it's definitely an ugly store at Amazon, but it's it's A, used, it's it's B, known, and it's C, really kind of success-driven because they optimize every bit and pieces that they can. Um, but if... So researching and copying would be the, the first advice before you start. But then I think really at, at a certain point, of course, if you're just a, a one-man show and you're just getting started, include all your, your family members, include all your um, other entrepreneurs that you're talking to because ideally you should have a network that is also around e-commerce and, and use that. And the more success you get, the more professional maybe your help should also be. So there's conversation, uh, sorry, conversion optimization agencies. There's, there's other optimization topics that you should be considering. So you can really do then a more dedicated test with external help. And I think what always helps and what is really under-evaluated is A-B testing or A-to-N testing. But if you have the digital opportunity to test A versus B, there's no reason not to do it. It's a bit of an effort, but it gives you so much of a a conversion conversion uplift if you use it in the right way.
1: Yeah, I fully need to agree. This is uh, something that really helps. Um, There's maybe one book you might consider. Um, It's Don't Make Me Think. Um, it's, it's really a, a great book. Um, it's it's already quite old, actually, but um, it still has the right approach. And it, there's a lot of learn from easy to read and uh, a lot of references to
0: Amazon Inside there. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So yeah, really, I mean, yeah. It, also, the headline I like very much because it really mirrors what, what users want or what they don't want. They yeah. don't want to have to understand where they're going to or where they click. They want to be kind of led by the typical routine or by the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's the same if you go to to an event and there's someone presenting something and you have the big PowerPoint screen behind. If you have a picture and a headline, you're allowed and you're willing to follow and you're listening to the guy. If they have, I don't know, 20 lines of text, you start reading the text instead of listening to the person who's really out there to give you the message. So don't get distracted. Don't make me think would be the same message. Cool. Thank you very
1: much. That's really cool. Um, last question for today, and this is always where people say, "Oh, really?" Um, uh, I need to think so, um, Who has taught
0: you the most about e-commerce in your career? Um, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's 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 really good question. Um, I would say it is. Uh, it's not a person. It's maybe the logic of how you approach a. Uh, a kind of a an intro to a certain shopping way. So, comparing e-commerce um, tools, comparing e-commerce shops, gives you a direction of what really could work and what is what is way out of your or way out of your scope. So, I think it would not be a person, or maybe for me it would be several persons, but it's something how to use and how to be. Also, in the mood to do the shopping. So, if I'm stressed, if it's early in the morning, late in the evening, or if it's in between a certain project, or if it's really something, some time that I make uh, to have a detailed research, I think it's it's based on your own mood. That also teaches you a lot on how you use a certain e-commerce functionality. Perfect.
1: Thank you very much for that interview. It was really uh, very interesting, especially uh, that we heard again: um, get your data in shape. Yeah. So track what you can, um, what you are allowed to track, of course. So <laughs> if you're in Europe, it's a bit less than if you're in the US, uh, but track what you can, get your data in shape, um, look at everything in kind of all the touch points that a customer could have with your brand um, and start uh, with asking your friends, your family, um, your customers, if this is what you're doing is the right thing. And um, that could probably help you grow. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ralph. Really a pleasure talking to you. you Have welcome. a great time. My pleasure.
0: Yeah. Bye-bye. Take, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks.
1: And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app, and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.